You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blustein. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all in private. When we first went in, one of the people said, Who are you? And Texan, said, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. Hey! Hey, whores! Hey, guys! I hope you enjoy the gulag! Yeah! All the human meat you can eat! Oh, yeah! Uh-huh. Our last episode was about Nazino Island, which was an island where cannibalism took place during the oh, Star really? era. Yeah! 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 Well, it's funny because <laughs> our last episode was about Cannibal Island. Yeah. I guess this actually kind of segues into tonight's topic. Oh, oh God. Shit. So my question for both of you is, what would your ideal dinner party be? Oh. Like, if you were to throw a dinner party. Okay. Who would it be? Who would it be? What kind of food would be served? Like, so for me, like, I would have you guys over. Yeah, like, yes. you, the three of us. Yeah. Jerry. But, like, I would want, like, a sushi boat, like, a massive sushi boat. And I would want, like, to have someone come in and do hibachi, but, like, set up the table and, like, cook it in front of us. Yes, that would be so cute. And then just, like, a million food trucks all over so we can eat whatever we want. Yes, I love that. And it would just be the four of us because we don't like anybody else. That's right. Absolutely. And we're miserable human beings. That's right. No pets allowed because they'd be barking and biting and disrupting. So, yes, I love that. What about you two? Well, I mean, for me, it would be the same situation. Literally the same things that you Mm -hmm. mentioned. But also, it would probably be, hmm, should we do a shout out to Panda Express? Oh, yes. yes. Panda Express. You remember Panda Express? Yes. Bitch? What happened to Panda Express? Well, I mean, you guys used to live by one. We did. Yeah. yeah. We order from there all the time. We would. It was like our obsession. It's where our COVID weight came from. Exactly. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Panda, Panda Express. Fucking Panda Express. Yeah, literally. Panda weight. Panda weight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Gain cute panda. That's right. And I'm a panda and a furry that's a shout out to another episode two episodes mm, ago let's yeah. get furry yeah let's, let's get, get furry, furry bitch <sighs> um i think i would also like chipotle involved um, yes you know some chipotle bar action exactly and like that's the thing it's like you have no budget yeah so it's like all of your favorite restaurants yeah. come to your house and just serve you food yes just oh. the four of us nobody uh-huh. else it's like uber eats but not having to pay for it exactly i love it mark what's yours well, there's no budget, and it's, like, fantasy, and I could have yeah. whatever I want. Yeah. yeah. So it would be in a very big 1980s mansion. There would be neon light tubes everywhere and a fog machine constantly turned on. Yes. The food of choice, I guess, would be tacos. Oh, hell um, yeah. Taco truck is always good. Yes. yes. Oh, I, how can we forget about the alcohol? Yeah. Oh, my Hello. Every time we're drinking, for the most part on Bizarre Buffet, it's a drink. Like it alcohol. actually is alcohol. Yeah. So, just I, so you know, yeah. we're not serious about hydration. No, <laughs> hydration is a myth. No, no, no. No. So back to my dream party or dream dinner party. So yeah, there would be 
You know, I think there would be all Alaskan roll sushis, oh, too. So good. Yeah. I love an I Alaska. Yeah. So Jen's sushi boat would be filled with Alaskan Alaska. rolls. Oh, and <laughs> you guys, you got to add some spicy tuna rolls in there. Oh, yes. I would, for sure. I would want everyone to wear, like couture but it would be paid for like it wouldn't okay. come out of their so their we would pocket. we can show up and wear these beautiful couture gowns yeah yes. and not have to pay for it correct i love and that I would, so like i could come in like an actual like alexander mcqueen yeah if ball that's what you gown wanted. something yeah, yeah. Not have to pay. this is a fantasy dinner party we can do anything we want and at this fantasy dinner I party also have live entertainment would be bjork serenading me <sighs> That sounds like a great serenade. And also, like, you know, Depeche Mode would serenade me also. Do, 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 yeah. I'm needed here in my sushi boat. And I think everything for dessert would have rainbow sprinkles. Oh, cute. I know. Mark likes rainbow sprinkles. sprinkles. He likes fruity pebbles. It's not a gay joke. No, I do. (laughs) Fruity pebbles on a donut is really good. I'm sorry that I made us all really hungry. Oh my God, I know. Where's my telephone to order? I'm going to set the scene for us tonight. It's Australia and it's the year 1988. Hot. Okay, hot and horny year. Year before I was born. There's a man named John Price. He's the father of three and was known to everyone as a terrific bloke. Oh my God. Okay, John. He was well-liked by everyone who knew him, but he wound up having an affair with a woman named Catherine Knight, who had a very violent reputation. And I just want to note that John also was very aware that this woman, Catherine Knight, had a very violent (sighs) reputation. She was angry. Oh, shit. What does someone do who's having an affair with someone who has a violent reputation? You obviously move them into your house. Oh, oh God, John. Like, right? Jerry Springer. Oh, John. Right? John, Jerry, Australian Springer. So <laughs> Catherine moved into John's home in 1995. His children really liked her. He was making a lot of money working for the local mines. And according to him, despite Catherine's reputation, Life was a bunch of roses. Okay. So he was living his best life. He was living his best life. All right. But in 1998, there was a fight. Oh, shit. There was a fight. All right. And it was over John's refusal to marry Catherine. Oh, boy. But he was married already. Wasn't he? She winds up leaving him, obviously, because he was having an affair. Oh, I thought... Okay, sorry. So, she (laughs) decided to retaliate. Oh, God. Oh, boy. So, Catherine decides to go ahead, and she videotapes items that he allegedly stole from work and sent the videos to his boss. Oh. (laughs) Like, it was stupid shit. It was, like, a bunch of, like, expired medical kits that he got from, like, the company's garbage bin. But ultimately, he was fired from his job that he held for over 17 years. So Mm. thanks, Catherine. John winds up kicking Catherine out of the house. And a few months later, though, he rekindles his relationship with her. 
but refused to allow her to move in. The mm. fighting became more and more frequent and his friends wanted absolutely nothing to do with him anymore as long as he was dating Catherine. Oh boy. So it was like one of those, like everyone was like, yeah, you're dating this psychopath, like good riddance. Yeah. Uh... But there was another fight. Oh God. Another fight. Oh, what, shit. Oh, what kind of fight? So in 2000, Catherine stabbed him in the chest. He kicked her out of the house. He stopped at the local police station to file a restraining order to keep her away from him and his children. Wait, he survived getting stabbed in the chest? Yep. Wow, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. So that afternoon, he told his co-workers that if he didn't show up to work the following day, it would be because his girlfriend, Catherine, murdered him. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's so dark. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, Now, no. yeah, and his co-workers, like, pleaded for him to not return home. Like, pleaded. Yeah. Any normal person would be like, please don't go there. He stated that if he didn't return home, that he was afraid that Catherine would murder his children. Oh, my oh. God. Uh... 6 a.m. the following morning, a neighbor was concerned because John's car was still parked in his driveway. Oh. And when he did not arrive to work, his boss sent a coworker to the house for a wellness check. There was no answer at the door, nor his bedroom window, but immediately notified police when they spotted blood on the front door. Oh, boy. The front door? Yeah. Ooh, that sounds very sloppy, Jen. So the police arrived around 8 a.m. and kicked the door down. John was found dead with Catherine comatose from taking a bunch of sleeping pills. So John's dead. Catherine is just, like, knocked the fuck out. So you might be asking, what happened? What happened? What the fuck went on here? So the previous evening... When John arrived at home, much to his surprise, his children nor Catherine were at the house. Catherine actually sent his children away for a sleepover to a friend's house. He decided to go spend a couple of hours over at their neighbor's house and spend a few hours there before returning home at around 11 p.m. Okay. While he was sleeping, Catherine arrived at the house. She watched some TV and then woke him up and they had sex after which he fell back to sleep. Oh, okay. So Catherine killed John. About several hours after he died, she skinned him and hung the skin from a meat hook. Oh, boy. He was then decapitated. Oh, God. And Catherine cooked the parts of his body, serving John's meat with a baked potato. Oh, yummy. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Beetroot. Oh. Zucchini. Okay. Cabbage. Yellow squash. Oh, wow. And gravy in two settings at a dinner table. I mean, she sounds like quite the artisanal. That's a lot of work. Yeah. And Jen, must I, I have to say this. I had to bite my tongue when Uh, we were recording the previous episode. I I was like literally biting my tongue. Oh my God. Okay, so. You guys are connected like twins. I think Jen and I are like on the same menstrual cycle. Oh, absolutely. Because like a few weeks ago, I said to Mark, I was like, I bet you there's going to be a day where yes. we have the same 
topic. Yeah. Because yeah. we surprise each other with our topics. Exactly. We so do. we never know each other. what's going on. So it could very so well be a it's, double it's take. Inevit- yeah. It's, in- <laughs> it's like inevitably going to happen. Yeah. But after this conversation, the next episode that we had was the one that I did about Which was Cannibal Island. Yeah. No, 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 no. Before Cannibal Island. Oh, the black cats. We did so I did one about the, the black cat audition. The black cat auditions. <laughs> so whimsical. And Very whimsical. It was about, you know, cats auditioning for like a horror movie. And then the next episode, Jen covered and it was about <laughs> Furries. Furries. The, the furry yeah. community. And it's like okay, we both it's a two for two. We, for so like we two. both had like these like animal furry cat themes, and then the next two episodes oh, in rotation is I did Cannibal Island, uh-huh. and then oh, Jen's episode after Cannibal Island, which is this it's one, about a chef. of cannibalism. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's wow. just so you know, I was I was biting my tongue very hard when we recorded the last episode. I could imagine. <laughs> Jen was like, I know a thing or two about this. We are like on the same wavelength. I yeah. know. Damn. I'm oh, impressed. That's really cool. I know. Yeah. Well, do we want to know more about this like, oh my dinner yes. party from hell? Oh my god. Pumpkin and I mean pump roots. And the fact zucchini. That, I mean, she really put what? some thought into this because Alongside the plates, she left a note besides each plate, which was addressed to each of John's children. Mm. Bitch. She was like, here's some daddy meat. She intended, exactly. She intended Uh. to feed the children their father. Oh. Oh my fucking God. Did the children actually like come home and no because she sent them away for the night okay so when the police arrived and they found they actually found john's decapitated head in the pot with the vegetables oh in case you want some more a third plate was found thrown in the lawn in the backyard the police assumed that Catherine attempted to eat the meat herself but couldn't stomach it and threw it out on the lawn It was also okay. stated that the pot that, like, the vegetables and his head were mm-hmm. in were still warm, which indicated that all of this took place in the early hours of the morning. Ew. Yeah, really oh. ew. Early in the morning. So then the remaining part of John's body was seated on the couch, cross-legged with a drink in his hand. But he like, had no head. He had no on. head. His, like like this. Zoom. Zoom in on Mark. Blue Just scene. Picture. I don't have a head. She also left a note on top of the picture of John that was in the house that stated, "Time got you back, Jonathan, for <laughs> rapping." And then in quotes it says, or parentheses it says, "raping my daughter." Daughter. Oh. You to Beck which is John's daughter, for Ross, for little John, his son, now play with little John's dick, John Price. Very, it makes yeah. absolutely no sense. She's crazy to yeah. him. Absolutely yeah. makes no sense. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can even see for yourself that yeah. like what she said makes yeah. absolutely no sense. Yeah. We're you, posting the quote. Yeah. 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 So the trial <laughs> comes, okay? The initial offer was to plead guilty to manslaughter, and that was rejected. So let's get into the trial. Her initial offer was to plead guilty to manslaughter, but that was rejected, and she was arraigned on 
March 2nd, 2001, Mm -hmm. on the charge of marrying Price, to which she entered a plea of not guilty. Oh, okay. Her trial was initially fixed for July 23rd, 2001, but it was adjourned due to her counsel's illness, and it was refixed for October of that year. When the trial commenced, Justice Barry O'Keefe offered the 60 jury prospects the option of being excused due to the nature of the photographic evidence, which five of them accepted. (laughs) I can imagine at least five. So when the witness list was read out to the prospects, several more people dropped out. And then Knight's attorneys then spoke to the judge who adorned to the following day. The next morning, she changed her plea to guilty and the jury was dismissed. It was then made public that Justice O'Keefe had been advised of the plea change the day before Mm. and adjourned the trial and then ordered a psychiatric assessment overnight to determine if she understood the consequences of a guilty plea and was fit to make such a plea. Oh, shit. So Catherine's legal team had planned to defend her by claiming amnesia and dissociation, which is a claim supported by most psychiatrists. And although they did consider her sane, two psychiatrists concluded that she suffered from borderline personality disorder. Oh, shit. So there was no reason ever given for the guilty plea. And despite giving it, she still refused to accept responsibility for her actions. What a lovely person. Exactly. At the sentencing, her lawyers requested that she be excused to avoid hearing some of the facts. Oh, but the application re- was refused. Oh, Good. Like I'm sorry. Facts. I'm sorry. Excuse be- from the courtroom because, oh, I'm sorry. You don't want to hear about how you boiled your ex-boyfriend's head in a pot. Oh, boo fucking who. Well, apparently when they started to discuss and describe the skinning and decapitation, she actually got so hysterical that they had to sedate her like in the courtroom. Mm. Oh, on November 8th, my birthday. Oh, yay, 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 yay. Justice O'Keefe pointed out that the nature of the crime and Knight's lack of remorse required a severe penalty. I yep. would fucking say so. Yep. He sentenced her to life imprisonment, yep. refused to fix a non-parole period, and ordered that her papers be marked never to be released, and the first time that this was ever imposed on a woman in Australian history. Cool. Wow. She's so she is actually the wow. first woman in Australia to be sentenced to life in prison without parole. Wow. That's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yes, good choice, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. They didn't uh, just lay Maxwell her. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Slap on the wrist. Oh, yeah. Jizzle. Jizzle. So, jizzle. But, no, that is the story of Catherine Knight. Wow, Wow. Jen. That is fucking wild, first of all, just for the fact of the story, but you and Mark, what, you're cannibals. I guess we were hungry. I guess. Exactly. I mean. Hungry like the one. I'm curious to know if she actually did try to taste the, the meal herself. I, here's what I think. I think she probably did. I think she took a little a forkful, a little bit, a little bit of meat with some of like the carrot or the or a, li- and a or little broth and a little mm. broth. Yeah, and I think she did a taste test, 
And I think what happened is that she probably threw it up on the plate and she was like, well, I'm not going to eat my own throw up because that's gross. She probably had a crock pot. But like, I mean, if you go back like into her history, like her childhood wasn't really that great. She had abusive parents. She was like a victim of sexual abuse as a child. She had like two or three failed marriages. Like she, she definitely, like this wasn't like, well, her first rodeo with John. Like, yeah. This is like well, kind of leading up to everything else that has happened in her life. Yeah. What I find intriguing is why for her was it the possibility of cannibalization and what was going through her mind where she set up this elaborate like dinner party with all yeah. this food and the, the notes for the children. Like yeah. I understand she's exactly she's cuckoo. Yeah. But there's also, but she also something going on in her head. That's yeah. logical. Well, and she know? did have the awareness enough to send the children away. I exactly. think that was intentional. Yeah. She didn't want to hurt the children. That's no. my opinion. Yeah. You know, she sent them away for a reason. So I think, I don't know the cooking of him like I don't think the children were ever intended to see or to eat the food no I think it was just kind of like this odd um, action I don't think it was actually meant for them because if that were the case I think she would have kept the children there she probably unfortunately would have killed them Yeah. yeah and it would have been something entirely different but she actively chose to be like it's like being like, oh, I'm going to have a discussion with your mother or father tonight. Let's send the kids to the neighbor so they don't hear us yelling at each exactly. other. Like, you know, so she had enough awareness to do that. So I don't know. Do you think someone that is a cannibal could be born with that trait of having that want to eat people? I'm sure. Yeah. I feel like there has to be... There has to be people out there. And if you are a listener who has that and was born that way... Yeah. Or has that feeling that you want to eat someone. Stay let the us fuck know. away from us. I mean, exactly. let us know. Let us know. Let but us know. Go on Patreon first. Patreon.com slash Bizarre Buffet and then let us know from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. I mean, as long as it's like roadkill, you could yeah. eat people. Yeah. Or the Kardashians or the rich. Well, here's the thing. No, I eat, yeah. eat shitty people. I'll eat them with you. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. Going back to the question of you know, you guys think it could have been something that people are born with to some extent. Well, in my self-help book journey, I have discovered certain things that people are born with inherited trauma. So maybe she had a cannibal in her history. Maybe. Maybe. The self-help book you're reading sounds very good. It is. Me and Mark are both reading it. We are. And Jen and I are comparing notes and we're having very come to Satan moments together. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful and I appreciate it it is it is we've really been like helping each other in our in our own things so i would recommend it be careful adult children of emotionally immature parents by Lindsay c gibson and it applies outside of like it applies outside of parents and family like it's your friends relationships all of it how to just like set boundaries with people yeah Yeah, absolutely and to live healthily for yourself most importantly and uh we support that message yeah 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 so um that was really intriguing jen it was i genuinely genuinely <laughs> yeah. enjoyed it genuinely yes enjoyed I, it. I did 
most importantly. So yeah, I mean, until next time, I would say what? Go on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on BizarreBuffet.com. YouTube, we have a YouTube channel where you hi, can watch hi, 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 I'm milking my udders for you. Hi, yes. hi, hi, hi. Take a glass of milk. Anyway, um, yeah, Our YouTube beautiful. is what? Bizarre Buffet? Bizarre Buffet. And then also, we do have a Patreon and subscribing to it helps us be able to create content yeah. and, and yeah. especially right now like on patreon because you know we have a couple of solid amazing members that we appreciate but right now you know like this goes to production costs yeah you know different things like that you yeah. know like hosting these audio files on a website costs mm-hmm. money so and our website costs money so we love you all to death but, but we're we're out we're freemasons we're working girls yeah, we're, we are we're working class gals but you're still also going to get cool shit on Patreon. Yeah, so, like blindfolded art. Yes, yeah. blindfolded art. You will you tell us pin. what you want us to draw? A beautiful blindfolded. pen made yeah. by Mark Toriello. Absolutely. Yeah, you get a buffet pen Which are still me. coming out to our existing Patreon members. We're getting them done. Yeah. We all have jobs. So we're getting them we're done. We're working girls. We are. I think that's amazing. Don't cannibalize people. Don't put the head of someone's father into a pot whether they're bad or not don't don't do do it it. it's not a good idea before we end the show i want to urge everyone there's this short film that i directed when i was 20 years old in college and it still exists on youtube and the name of the the film is called Cannibal Hooker. Cannibal Hooker. Cannibal Hooker. Yes. Give and it a watch. Yeah. Give it a watch. It has like, I think, 100, 200, 300. I'm going to have to go look it up. It has Cannibal almost yeah. like a bajillion This is the first views. time you're hearing about this, this is right? the first time hearing about yeah. Cannibal Hooker. I'm yeah. excited. Oh, yeah. The, the tagline is, she, what is it? She likes the taste of men, so she eats, eats them. them. Yeah. It's so like three right. minutes long. Right. I gotta see this. Yeah. Cannibal right. Hooker. We're gonna Cannibal go Hooker. watch this right now, and you should too. And until next time, my name is Cannibal Girl. And I am a decapitated head <laughs> in a bowl of broth and vegetables. Pumpkin. <laughs> and beetroot. <laughs> And I'm Karen Carpenter. Oh my god, she's not eating anything. Oh my god. (laughs) Don't kill me and make me into food.